Hey, my friend, welcome along to the Medicinal Chef's Nutrition Nuggets podcast, helping you get clarity on nutrition. I'm Dale Pinnock, the Medicinal Chef, best-selling author, nutritionist, and creator of Nutrition Coaching Monthly. Every week here in the podcast, I'm going to be answering your questions and discussing key topics around the field of nutrition to help give you clarity and to expand your knowledge. Hey folks, how you doing? Hope you guys are well and you've survived this awful hot weather that we've been having. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not really a fan. I don't mind the heat when I'm kind of on a beach or I'm on holiday or sat somewhere nice without a great deal to do, like sat by the river or something like that. But when you've got a function, when you've got to do normal day-to-day stuff and when you need to try and get a decent night's kip, the hot weather just ain't cutting it for me I've got to be you've got to be honest but hey ho it's cooling down now my office is actually a bearable temperature so all good so this week's podcast all about stress I've had this question come in from quite a few people over the over the last few weeks I suspect it's probably because it's the summer holidays the kids are off school and some people are tearing their hair out I've had a lot of people asking me about stress what can they do to take the edge off of stress from a dietary point of view? Now, obviously, I'm not going to talk about you know, meditation and staying active and relaxation kind of things because that's just not what I do. I mean, I, I kind of practice those things personally, but I'm a, not a practitioner of those things, so it's not really my place to be a, to sit here and tell you about them. But diet can form part of your approach to managing stress more effectively. What it can certainly do is reduce the physiological impact that stress can have on the body. It doesn't make your stress go away. It doesn't mean that you get stress less. But what it can certainly do is at least minimize some of the physiological damage that stress can do. So there's a few things that you can actually employ from a dietary point of view that will take the edge off. The first thing, the first port of call for anyone who's going through any periods of stress is to look at blood sugar management, balancing out blood sugar. The last thing you want when you're going through a stressful time is to be on the blood sugar roller coaster. Basically, that means when you have a food that's like going to be releasing its energy really, really quickly, like a you know a bowl of Frosties or a chocolate bar or something like that, that's got very little fibre in it, huge amounts of simple sugars that are going to send your blood sugar rocketing up, rocketing, rocketing. God, that sounds a bit funny. Do you ever get that where you kind of think you say a word and it's like, hang on, that doesn't sound right, even though it is right, and you kind of all of a sudden start saying the word over and over again, and it sounds like complete hogwash. Rocketing, yeah. Your blood sugar goes rocketing up. And that feels great initially. You know, at first you you kind of get that sugar rush, but obviously your body responds. You guys would have heard me talking about this time and time again. Your body responds to that sudden rapid elevation of blood sugar by releasing the hormone insulin. Insulin will bind to an insulin receptor on the outer surface of a cell and tell that cell that there is more glucose available than normal. So could that cell take up that additional and put it to good use and turn it into ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is the energy currency that our cells run on? That will happen quite aggressively. That will happen, really. Um, that, that response will 
happen in relation to how much blood sugar has risen. So if blood sugar just just raises a small amount, you just have a gentle insulin response. If blood sugar is all of a sudden carpet bombed, like it would be with very, very simple carbohydrate foods, like your white bread, chocolate bars, fizzy drinks, that kind of stuff, then you get an aggressive insulin response. With an aggressive insulin response comes an almighty crash because those cells are told almost to the level of panic, we need to get blood sugar under control really, really quickly. Because remember, blood sugar can't get too high or too low. If it's too high or too low, both states are potentially life-threatening. So the body will, will do everything it can to get back to homeostasis as quickly as it can. You know, there's very, very narrow parameters that blood sugar can move between. If it gets too low that can be a problem if it gets too high that can that can be a problem so when we get those fluctuations our body will respond accordingly you consume one of those kinds of foods that sends blood sugar up rapidly you get a rapid aggressive insulin response those cells start taking up blood sugar really really quickly and bang down it comes crashing and when your blood sugar crashes, you feel irritable, you get brain fog, you're much more receptive to stressful situations, i.e. the way you deal with those stressful situations will be drastically different to if your energy is high and stable. Think about it. How are you going to respond to a stressful stimuli if you're feeling energetic, if your mood is stable, if your energy levels are stable and you feel like you can actually take things on versus you're absolutely knackered. You're just about dragging yourself through the day. You're just about starting to, you know, cope with the normal day-to-day things and something stressful, a stressful stimuli comes along. You're going to deal with it in a very, very different way. Now, in either situation, that stressful stimuli is still the same thing, but the way in which you deal with it and respond to it and are able to actually work through it will be drastically different. So you want to avoid being in that blood sugar roller coaster. The way to do that is to look at the way in which you compose your meals. Within each meal, and you can even kind of put this down to snacking as well. Snacking, this would apply as well. But when you look at it, you've got to have a small amount of a really good slow-burning carbohydrate, a good portion of a high-quality protein, And if there's anything else with it, you've got to make sure that it's non-starchy. So if there's any vegetables with it, for example, they've got to be non-starchy vegetables. So let's start with breakfast. Breakfast could be um, two poached eggs on a slice of multigrain toast with some wilted spinach. Okay, that's a little bit fancy, but that's just an example that I pulled out of the sky. It could be porridge oats with a scoop of protein powder in it and a few ground nuts and seeds on the top. Lunch could be... A little bit of cooked brown rice, a piece of fish, and a humongous great salad. Your snack mid-morning could be um, slices of apple with some peanut butter. Your evening meal could be something like um, chicken curry with quinoa and sautéed green vegetables. Whatever. When you've got that combination of very, very slow-burning carbohydrates, not huge portions. I always say a, a portion about the size of the palm of your hand. Not the fingers, just the palm. And protein-wise, it should be around the size of the front of your fist. 
and then literally as many non-starchy vegetables as you could possibly stuff yourself with because they're not going to upset blood sugar balance. When you're eating like that, you're creating a meal that actually takes much longer to digest. And because it takes longer to digest, it means it takes longer for it to liberate its sugars. Your blood sugar is drip fed rather than carpet bombs. So that keeps your energy levels really, really stable, which in turn keeps your mood really, really stable. So when you're faced with those challenges, you can handle it in a different way. Also, that will keep you feeling fuller for longer, so you won't you won't suddenly get hangry. You won't suddenly get those you know those moments where you feel like you've got to eat right now, or you won't get tempted to snack. It's it's a good way to eat for multiple multiple reasons, and I've spoke about it multiple times. So, number one thing, when you're going through a stressful time, get blood sugar in check. That will really really help you to take things on in a very very different way. Second point. Top up on your B vitamins. Now, the B vitamins, these, you know, these are vital for so many different aspects of our physiology, so many different aspects of our health. But in terms of stress, firstly, the B vitamins help to give you energy. The B vitamins are used at a cellular level to convert glucose into ATP, particularly riboflavin and niacin, those two B vitamins. If, you, if you're going through any kind of stressful period, it can leave you feeling absolutely knackered because it can use up your, your energy stores and your supplies very, very quickly. You will be burning glucose at a rate of knots. So it can make you feel very, very tired and washed out. Additional B vitamins will help your cells to make ATP more effectively. Also, they are vitally important for the production of certain neurotransmitters, the production of serotonin, for example. B vitamins are vital for that production. Serotonin is that feel-good neurotransmitter, that one that actually helps to elevate mood. They do have a bit of a calming effect as well, so you can feel a bit more calm and centered. You know, your, your energy level's higher, so you can actually stay focused and think rationally and logically but you they're quite calming as well so you actually helped you know you feel you feel calmer but also the stress response absolutely destroys levels of b vitamins in the body i don't mean it destroys them physically i mean it wipes out your your levels pretty quickly because they're utilized in the stress response the more stress you go through the more rapidly your b vitamins are used up in some of those metabolic events that are going on and because of that you can start feeling pretty wiped out pretty quickly so b vitamins i would say probably look at a supplement you know it's definitely cool for a supplement i had a couple of people contact me recently saying they were quite surprised that i recommend supplements yeah i'm all over supplements supplements are tools that's all they are they are a tool they're not a replacement for good diet food first always diet lifestyle always the key things to long-term health absolutely no discussion no argument but supplements are tools for certain outcomes the thing is don't just self-medicate take the advice of a practitioner. I am a practitioner, and I'd say from a a general perspective, supplementing with a good quality B complex is perfectly safe and very effective for anyone going through a stressful time. So that's the B vitamins. The next thing is some additional magnesium. Now, you may have heard me talk about magnesium in relation to um, sleep, and actually getting a better night's sleep, but magnesium is absolutely essential for 
anyone going through a stressful time for the simple reason that additional magnesium can actually help your body to produce higher levels of the neurotransmitter GABA. Now, GABA is the inhibitory neurotransmitter. It is the neurotransmitter that actually down-regulates everything. That doesn't mean that it makes you feel sedate. It's not like a tranquilizer diet that just makes you like, you know, not able to kind of function or string two words together. What it does, it just calms down this excessive brain activity. And let's face it, in, in our modern lives, our brain is being overly stimulated in a million different ways every single second. Visually, orally, audibly, so many different ways our brain is being stimulated, way beyond what it was designed to cope with, it just helps to calm down some of that excess. GABA is just inhibitory. It just helps you to feel calmer, to feel more centred, and less stressed in general. Plus, magnesium, particularly taken in the evening, about an hour before bed, can really help to improve sleep. And when you're when you're feeling stressed, when you're going through a tough time, sleep is what you need because that's how you repair, that's how you recover, that's how you get levels of cortisol down. Cortisol is that hormone that is released during the stress response and that can make you gain weight and and set off lots of inflammatory events in, in different body systems. It's something that is useful and necessary but when it elevates for too long it can cause a lot of problems. So good night's sleep helps cortisol levels to drop as well. So there we go, magnesium. I would look at maybe about 400 milligrams of magnesium in a supplement and lots of green vegetables. Greens, greens, greens. If it's green, it's got magnesium in it. The darker the green, the more magnesium because the magnesium is found in the chlorophyll. Chemically, chlorophyll is a very similar shape to human hemoglobin. In human hemoglobin, we've got iron bound to the proteins. In chlorophyll, you have magnesium bound to the proteins. That's the difference. The darker the green and the more rich the green, the higher levels of magnesium are in it. So think kale, cavolo, nero, spinach, all of that. That will give you your magnesium. Now, the final thing that I think is a good idea for anyone going through a stressful time is some additional zinc in the diet for two reasons. Firstly, zinc is closely associated with the stress response. We know that people with um, low zinc status tend to veer more towards depression and stressful events can be much more profound for them. Plus, people that have gone through a lot of stress do tend to have lower serum levels of zinc. So there is that kind of link there. But, you know, obviously a lot of research is going on. I mean, a, a couple of friends of mine are doing some great research at the University of Surrey, for example, on... Um, zinc and the stress response when that's published we might have some more data to actually be able to dig a little bit deeper in it but the main reason that i recommend it is one of the things that stress will do is seriously seriously impair immune function immunity will absolutely suffer during prolonged periods of stress Zinc will help the immune system to bounce back pretty quickly because zinc is used by our white blood cells to manufacture genes that control the way in which they they function. And it can really help to elevate leukocyte numbers a little bit as well. So there we go. A few simple tips, very easy to implement. Nothing in the world is going to take stress away. Stress is just going to be part of the human condition, whether we like it or not. And to be honest, the way in which modern life and 
you know, the modern human condition is going, I think it's going to get more and more and more of an issue. And if we don't learn how to adapt and how to to function in the face of this increase in stress, then we're absolutely buggered. I mean, prolonged stress has been linked with cancers, with cardiovascular disease, with stroke, with dementia, with so many degenerative, serious, life-shortening conditions. Prolonged stress is a real big link in all of those. And, you know, I think we're getting so far removed from the true human condition that these demands are placed on our bodies that we just struggle to cope with. So we need to learn new coping mechanisms. So this stuff's stuff's serious and this stuff's really, really relevant. So that is it for this week. I just wanted to take a moment... Um, to let you guys know, I mean, it's probably no big secret by now, but I have recently launched a brand new online accredited diploma in culinary medicine. Culinary medicine, it's basically teaching people to do what I do. It's teaching you the science of nutritional medicine, but then how you apply that in terms of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's, it's teaching you the science and the theory and then translating that into meal planning and meal preparation. It's accredited by the Complementary Medical Association. It's incre- accredited by the Federation of Nutritional Therapy Practitioners. And I'm currently in talks with BAN, the British Association of Nutritional Therapy and Lifestyle Medicine, to get their accreditation as well. That will happen. It's just it takes slightly longer because they, you know, they've got a slightly longer-winded way of doing things. Um, so this course, 100% online, head over to culinarymedicinecollege.com, culinarymedicinecollege.com, and take a look and see what it's all about. We already have hundreds and hundreds of students from all over the world, literally from every single continent. We've got guys from the US, from Africa, from all over Europe, from the UK, from Ireland, from Egypt, all over the place. And a wonderful community is forming. The course is it's very in-depth. You know, this course doesn't muck about. It doesn't muck about. It gives you all the anatomy, the physiology, the biochemistry, and then how to apply that to meal planning, to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But it it delivers it in a way that it doesn't matter what your background is. You can actually get benefit from it. You know, there's there's doctors in there. We've got at least seven nurses on the program. But then we've got high school students. We've got Some people that have never studied anatomy and physiology in their life that are just enthusiastic about the subject. Nobody is feeling snowed under. Everyone has got in touch and and said that this is so accessible. This is something that really is very easy to take on board, even though it's delivered at quite an in-depth level. You know, some have had to read more in-depth around the material and kind of read read it through a few times fine but there's a support network you know you can get directly in contact with us at the college and we will support you in any way that you need it i'm one of the main teachers on the course there's also other teachers we've got dr Gemma newman who is a practicing gp and she's very outspoken in the media about the role that food has to play in in medicine and in our own healthcare. we have a 
leading gastroenterologist, Dr. Alan Desmond. He is um, doing a session in there on Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel disease, and how dietary manipulation can both prevent and treat those conditions, so inflammatory bowel disease. We also have the wonderful Christine Bailey. I mean, Christine Bailey is um, a multi-award winning nutritionist and author and broadcaster, and she's doing a wonderful session on autoimmune conditions. So, you know, it is a fantastic course. It is super in-depth. Everybody's loving it. We're getting incredible reviews. I would love to welcome you guys on board. I would love you to join me in this journey. So head over to Culinary medicinecollege.com see what the course is all about you can even take a free course on there as well you see right on the front you can take the free sample course you can get a feel for what the, the actual learning environment is like the way that the material is taught all of that kind of stuff you can even do a sample exam i really hope to see some of you guys on board really hope to welcome you onto the program very very soon until next week my friends see you later